It's time for Girls in Golf Podcast with your favorite hosts, Lex and Sarah. Ladies, when you're ready. Welcome to Girls in Golf, our latest quarantine edition of this podcast, part of the Callaway Podcast Network and the Rebel Movement. I'm Lex, joined by Sarah, and today we have two awesome guests from their homes in Scottsdale and in England, Carlota Siganda and Georgia Hall. How are you guys doing? Very good. Hi, how are you? Um, so we were super excited when Bjorn, well, I was excited when Bjorn texted me and our tour manager and said that, um, you both had time to be on because you're both part of a winning Solheim cup team from last year. Congratulations. And, um, you guys obviously are some top performers on the LPGA and the European ladies, European tour. And I think it's really cool that like, we have this time to talk to both of you, um, so, you know, obviously with the situation and being in quarantine, things are a little different. How have you guys been doing and what are you doing to keep your games sharp right now? Carlota, let's start with you. Yeah, so I'm in Scottsdale in Arizona and I mean, I feel pretty lucky to be honest. I've been talking to my family and friends back in Spain and they've been in a total lockdown for almost two months. So, I mean, considering that things are quite good here, we can still go out, the courses are still open, so I've been playing some golf, I mean, not much, but just going out there like two, three times a week and hitting some balls, playing a few holes, and then the weather weather is really nice here, so just going for for nice walks, a few workouts, I have a padding mat at home that I've been using, and that's a little bit what I've been doing, a little bit more social media than than other times because usually I don't I don't use that much but no it's been nice I mean uh, usually we don't have much time to to relax and stay at home and I mean this is a this is a sad reason but I mean it's it's it's, it's nice to just uh, relax and and hopefully this this goes soon and we can get back to normal and playing again soon. Georgia what about you what have you been up to um, since things kind of got locked down? Yeah, uh, well, I've been in lockdown for about a month now, um, and we can only go out for about an hour a day, uh, only to get essential items like food and things like that. So, uh, yeah, all the golf courses are closed. Um, I can't do anything golf-wise. Um, I do have a pattern mat that I use indoors, um, and a couple of chipping nets that I've ordered for the garden. But apart from that, not much. So I haven't really hit a golf ball in a while. Um but, I mean, the weather is, like, incredible at the moment in England, which is very rare at this time of year. Uh, so, yeah, I've been kind of using my hour every day, going on nice walks to the beach, and just trying to keep to do some things in the house, painting. So, uh, yeah, I'm just trying to fill my time. Georgia, we noticed you've been posting um, some workout videos on TikTok and Instagram um, what do you primarily focus on? Um, is there a specific part of your body that you're trying to really work out? Yeah, um, but now I've got a lot of spare time during the day. Uh, I'm trying to do something, at least one or two things productive during the day. Um, so yeah, my arms are the weakest part of my body. So I'm really trying to do things that require no equipment because I can't go to the gym. Um, so really like body workouts, um, my body weight. Uh, so yeah, really my arms and core at the moment, just trying to keep fit for when we do eventually get back on tour. I think it's going to be extremely busy. 
And Carlota, we talked a little bit before we started the podcast. You said that you've been doing some workouts with your trainer. What are you working on? Yeah, so the gym is obviously closed, but at the golf course that I play, there is a green space, green area that it's really nice. Um, I prefer to, to be outside, so I told him, and we are, we are going a couple days a week, and we are doing some sprints, some uh, medicine ball throwing. Uh, we have some bands, some weights. So, I mean, we are doing, I mean, not the same, but pretty much similar to what we used to do. So, I mean, I feel, I feel lucky. I feel pretty good. And, and yeah, I mean, being able to work out and, and being able to play golf. So that's, yeah, that's really nice. Having this much time, you know, to work on your bodies, do you, are you also working on your like mental, not even like toughness, but just like where you guys are at mentally and kind of reshifting your focus? Georgia, let's start with you. Yeah, um, just before the lockdown where all the tournaments were still on, um, I recently bought a new place. So I was kind of thinking, oh, I'm not going to have much time to move in and, and do the things I want to do. So now I do have time. Um, I am trying to do as much as I can in the house. So when I do go away for six, seven weeks in a row, I don't have to think, oh, I haven't done this and this needs doing. So my mental side for that um, is obviously I'm like achieving things back here, which is good. Um, but yeah, just kind of even like eating healthier. Um, it's kind of, it, it gives you a lot of time every day to think about little things that you'd miss because as golfers, we're always so busy and always on the move. Um, so yeah, I'm just really focusing on kind of fitness and my nutrition. Carlotto, what about you? Yeah, so I've been working a little bit on, I've been doing some meditation, which it's something that I always liked a lot. And there is a, an app that I use, it's called Headspace. And I, I really like it. So I've been trying to do that for like 15 to 30 minutes every day. Uh, lots of breathing, with I, which I think it's pretty good for, for these times. And then, as Georgia said, I mean, we've been doing some cooking as well. I mean, you have so much time, so you can actually plan your your meals and you can eat healthier. So, yeah, trying some new different plates. I mean, I've been calling my mom and asking her how, how she does the the fish that I like and the meat and, and whatever. So, I mean, it's been, it's been quite nice. Uh, and then I've been, I've been also reading some books um, on Instagram as well. I've been watching some Insta, Insta Live, which I think they are really nice about. I love sports, so always trying to, to find some athletes and some mental experts that they can help you with your mind and they can help you to be a better athlete. So that's what I've been doing and... I mean, obviously, I love playing golf, and I really miss the competition. But I think uh, it's it's been nice to just uh, relax a little bit, and and then I think we're gonna appreciate more when we are on the golf course and and just playing. So one thing is you does. start to oh sorry oh <laughs> go ahead, Lara. Oh okay. No, <laughs> Thank you. I think we're going in the same direction. <laughs> um, I was just gonna say when things do start to open up. How do you ladies feel um, about this condensed schedule? Do you, how do you think it's going to be different than a normal um, LPGA schedule? Do you think things are going to be a little bit more competitive or what are you expecting? Uh, Georgia, we'll start with you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be every week uh, when we do get started. And I think it will be more competitive because – there's players um, on the tour that haven't even played one event yet. So I think that we'll have the best players every single week um, competing. 
So obviously that's going to be slightly harder. Um, and then we've got like the rookies who want to keep their cards still and people kind of fighting to keep their card with not many events left. I'm not sure how they're, they're going to do rankings, but um, if people are going to lose their cards, then yeah, I think it'd be a very strange time. Obviously none of us as players have ever gone through that. Um, but we just have to see. And, um, you know, it's better than not playing at all. Um, but, yeah, definitely going to be very busy uh, mentally and physically. And Carlota, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I think very similar to, to what Georgia said. I think it's going to be very, very busy. I mean, obviously, Mike one he's going to try to put as many tournaments as he can if, if we are allowed to play in, in, in all the states. Uh, I think we'll get a, an email maybe next week or in a couple of weeks and we'll see if we can start in, in June or maybe it's going to be July. And obviously it's going to be tough because usually we play from January to November. So now it's going to be half the year. So how do you do the, the card for next year? Uh, I mean, it's a lot of thinking. I don't think we have to worry much. I think we just have to go and play. And, and yeah, I think it's going to be very, very busy. I mean, almost playing every week. And, and yeah, we'll see what happens with all the European events. And then we have Asia in October. So, I mean, it's a little bit everything up in the air because I don't know if we're going to be able to, to travel there and play there. I mean, without having a vaccine, I, I think it's going to be um, a different year, obviously. And we just have to be prepared to, to all the changes that can happen. And I mean, just be mentally strong and be ready for whenever we are, we are able to play. Something like this has, has never happened before. Would you say you're excited to take on this, this challenge? Uh, I love challenges. And yeah, I mean, I, I love playing golf. I realize how much I love what I do. I mean, sometimes you take it for granted, but I mean, we are, I mean, I feel so lucky. I love playing. I love competing. I mean, I feel really lucky to travel the world, to get to know different people from other countries, other cultures. So I mean, I think it's been my the best years of my life playing on tour, and I, I really miss it. I miss uh, the players, I miss the caddies, I miss I miss I miss my friends. So uh, it's I mean it's been nice to be here, but at the same time I can't wait to get back on tour to start playing and start making some birdies. Um, me? <laughs> yeah, go ahead, yeah, Georgia. Go ahead, Georgia. Yeah, like Carlotta said, really. Uh, it makes you really appreciate what you do and of course I'm really missing it um I just love competing and I think uh, it will be definitely a mental challenge playing that many in a row because a lot of players I mean me I can only play maybe four maximum and then that's me done um but obviously this year will be very different um but yeah, I mean, you do, sometimes players do, and myself, take for granted that I'm so lucky to call what I do a job, even though it doesn't feel like one. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, it's going to be a new feeling for us all. But, um, yeah, I just got to do the best we can. In looking at the schedule now and thinking, you know, like you're both international players, what about like where you live and how that's going to affect your golf schedule? Because Georgia, with you being overseas, especially right now, um, if things are going to start back in June, what's your plan to get back over here? Yeah, um, I mean, I'm not sure. I'll probably have to go over one or two weeks before to self-isolate or something. Um, and it all depends when the lockdown's over here as well, when I can start practicing again. Um, I do 
think from the the stats they're showing that America is behind us, um, that we're further along the line. Um, so, make, hope, you know, hopefully England will kind of get back to normal sooner rather than later. Um, but yeah, if it does come to it, they'll have to go two weeks early and then maybe stay over in America for two months or something like that. Um, then, yeah, that's fine. I'll do that. What do you guys think about the possibility of, you know, playing with no fans or even they were talking about having at the Ryder Cup, like virtual fans or fake fans? What do you how do you guys think that would work or how would it feel? Carlota, let's start with you. Um, I mean, for me, I want to play. So obviously I would rather play with fans than with no fans because I think that's what makes it special. I mean, you want to play good in front of the fans. And I mean, I like that pressure. Uh, obviously, with this happening, I mean, I think we all want to play. So, if we have to play this year with no fans, it's fine with me. Uh, I mean, I think a Ryder Cup with no fans, it would be very strange. And I think as a player, I'd rather uh, wait a year and play with fans than playing without fans. Especially because I think all the yeah all the fans and all the people watching are what makes it very special. And everyone screaming and shouting. So... I mean, I think it will be very strange. Uh, whatever happens, it happens. But I think once, I mean, it's a big stage. The Ryder Cup is one of the biggest stages in golf. So I think uh, the players would prefer to, to wait a year. I mean, also for the qualifying, I mean, it's hard to, I mean, yeah, you can pick players and you can always pick the best one, but I don't think it's fair for, for other players. They don't have the time to qualify. And it might be one of their dreams to be on that team. So I think it would be better to maybe postpone one year, half a, a year and a half to, to play and qualify and then pick the best players and play it as always with fans and make it one of the biggest weeks in, in golf. Georgia, but what about you? What about even on like a regular LPGA tournament? Can you imagine not having your fans there? Yeah, that, I think that would be very strange. Um, and something that, you know, we'd have to get used to fairly quickly, I think, if, you know, the whole rest of the year would be without no fans. Um, it would be, for sure, a lot quieter um, all around the golf course and even walking from driving range to putting green. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm fine with it. I just, you know, the most important thing is for us to be back playing golf. It's a, it's a real shame that they can't come and watch, but hopefully um, they will be able to as soon as possible. What do you love about your fans? Is Do they bring like a certain energy and do they ever try to interact with you? Uh, yeah. Um, what I love most probably is they really kind of sometimes G you up. So if you've got a whole massive putt for birdie or eagle, they're always cheering and have your back. And even if you have like a bogey or double bogey, they always try to, when you walk into the next tee, oh, come on, you can do it. And uh yeah, they really like want you to do well. So I miss um, having that out there. Carlota, what about you? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I love the fans here, especially living in the U.S. now for three years and going to college. I realize how big sports is in the U.S., especially compared to Europe and Spain. So I mean, I love how much they enjoy sports, how much they how much they support. And now, I mean, not being able to watch sports on, on TV, I, I realize how, how important it is, I mean, in, in this country and in the whole world, really. So, I mean, I love fans. I mean, we have to be very thankful to them, to all the volunteers, everyone helping us to, 
yeah, to make the tournaments possible. And I think, yeah, I mean, as, as Georgia said, I mean, they cheer you up and I mean, they love following us. And I think it's a big part of, of the LPGA and all the, all the sporting events. So, I mean, we need them and hopefully they can be with us soon. Um, like you said, there's obviously no sports on TV right now, but there have been a lot of things being re replayed. Is there one tournament that you could go back and and replay just because it was so much fun? Uh, yeah, for me, I mean, the first uh, tournament that it comes to my mind is the Sohen Cup last year. I mean, I've been watching a lot and it's just, I mean, all the memories that we had is such a, such a special week, especially because golf is an individual sport. So playing as a team, playing with your friends, I think that way you make friends for life. Um, and I mean, especially we won. We won the way the way we did. Susan making that part on the on the last hole, and I think it was just great for women's golf because both teams had the chance to win on the last hole. So I think it was such a, a nice week from from every aspect. Obviously, it ended great for us, but I think the Americans played great and. I mean, sewing caps, rider caps, I can be watching all day. I love them. Georgia, what about you? And what was your experience like at the, at the Solheim Cup? Um, I was, yeah, I was going to say Solheim as well, if I could replay um, an event. Uh, I actually, they played it on Sky um, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, obviously I was playing my, they played the singles and um, I was playing my single match. So obviously I didn't see anyone else's shots. And I just like, that chip on the last from Carlotta is like incredible. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I was watching it and I was like, only Carlotta can play that. <laughs> um, any, anything for Europe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At the right moment as well. Um, but no, that was awesome. And uh, yeah, the Solheim was definitely uh, one of the best moments in my career. And Carlotta's right. Um, you know, you do make friends for life. And when we all kind of ran on the green and, hugging each other we were just so happy and so happy for the team and uh, each one of us really just loved being together even in the evenings I think that was one of the best parts as well watching kind of family videos um, good luck messages uh, that was just an incredible week. Do you wish there were more opportunities for um, team tournaments? Um, yeah definitely I because we play so much on our own and even traveling all the time, um, you know, it does get sometimes a bit lonely. Um, so, yeah, to play in team events, I think they're everyone's favorites, even the, um, the pairs event we have now in the middle of the season. Um, I didn't play it last year, but um, I was planning to play it this year. And I think it's so much fun and uh, it's a great way to just to bond with other players. And uh, hopefully we'll have more of them and the UL crown as well. That's, that's an incredible event as well, um, very unique, and hopefully we can have more of them going forward. Um, Carlotta, I've seen on uh, on your Twitter that you're actually doing a Q&A for um, the Spanish Red Cross, right, with um, Rafa and um, Carlos Sainz, who drives for Formula One. Can you tell us a little bit about that and when that's happening? Yeah, so I mean, I've been always very a big fan of, I mean, Spain. I mean, I love my country and, and Rafa Nadal and Pau Gasol that he plays on the NBA. They started like this initiative uh, to help people in in Spain, especially all the 
all the people that they are helping, all the people in the healthcare. So I donated some money and then, yeah, they, they called me the other day, uh, Rafa's uh, agents to, to do a, a Q&A. And yeah, I mean, obviously I'm very happy to, to help in, in anything that I can, especially for Spain. And I think people, they are, they are sending um, questions to Twitter and then we have to do a few videos to reply to their questions. I mean, it, it's something nice that, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that fans, they, they are going to love it. I mean, not answering my questions, but especially uh, talking to Rafa and, and Carlos Sainz. So I think it's something really nice. And I think the closer we are to the people now in Spain, I think the more they are going to appreciate. And I mean, it's just something easy that we can do for them. And I think we have to be all together in these tough times and, and hopefully we can get back to normality soon. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's really cool that you have these big athletes coming together, yourself included, to do something like this. What can you learn from people like Rafa about, like, how you can give back and how to stay involved with your community? Yeah, I mean, I've been always a massive fan of Rafa Nadal. He's my hero by far. I mean, I think he's he's just a great example to follow. How he fights when he plays tennis, the respect that he shows to all the opponents, how hard he he works. And I've been uh, lucky enough to get to know him. I've been playing with him golf uh, a few times in Mallorca where he lives. And he's just such a nice guy. So humble, so normal, uh, great values. He's very close to his family. So... I mean, I can see myself with a lot of those values and, and I just love how, how he wants to help everyone. He always has great ideas, either in tennis or outside tennis, like always helping his country for Spain. So I think it's one of the best athletes uh, inside and outside. So, I mean, I'm, I, mean I would love to, to be like him one day and just be able to help people inside and, and outside. Georgia, what about you? Do you have someone that um, is kind of like a role model for you as far as an athlete or um, someone who gives back? Um, well, not uh, tennis-wise, I do love um, Serena Williams. Um, I, w I went to Wimbledon the last couple of years and watched her play. Uh, I think she's a great role model, especially for women, um, how mentally tough she is. And uh, I just love watching her. She's so different to everyone else. And she really has a lot of confidence in herself. I think that's very important being an athlete. Um, so sport-wise, I think definitely um, she's at the top. What about um, the golf athlete? Is there someone um, that you look up to in terms of um, professional golf? Um, on the women's game, I... I actually looked up to growing up um Suzanne Petterson uh which I've never told her that because I don't want to but um she uh she's like so fierce um when I was a junior I just loved watching her in Solheim's and as a player and she's so like me I just love mentally tough um athletes and she was just an incredible golfer and uh even to share that moment um her holding the putt for us uh Solheim was just an incredible feeling Carlotta, what about you? Is there a, a golfer that you admire? Yeah, so growing up, unfortunately, I didn't watch much uh, women's golf on TV. We, we just didn't have much. And I always grew up watching Sergio um, Olazabal, which he lives just an hour from, from where I live in Spain. So he's been always a big hero. I mean, now, obviously, with John Ram, 
And obviously, I don't want to forget about Sebi. I mean, Sebi was just unbelievable. I, I'm good friends with his son. We are the same age, and we used to play junior golf together with the Spanish Federation. So, I mean, those names are just big. I love watching videos about them. I mean, watching them compete right now, Sergio and Jeremy, is just... I love the passion that we Spanish people have. And I mean, we, yeah, we, we love playing, we love competing. Um, and on the women's side, I mean, I always, uh, as Georgia said, I think Susan is a great role model, the way uh, she's played, the way she's, she's played her whole career, very professional. I mean, she always reminded me of, of Tiger, but in women, the way she walks, I mean, that mental aspect that you think she's very strong. Uh, obviously, Annika, she was unbelievable to, I mean, what she did in those 10 years winning so many golf tournaments. And now that I'm playing, I mean, I can see how tough it is to win. So, I mean, there are a lot of players. I mean, I love Rory McIlroy, the way he plays, the, the, the power that he has. Um, I mean, I try, I love watching golf and I just try to take the best of, of everyone. We had a few people... Um, write in some questions on a couple of platforms online and a lot of people want to know like what how much you guys change what's in your bag or even what your favorite club is and why you're the most hesitant to change that Carlota let's start with you yeah so I am someone that I don't I don't like change in general in my life so I mean with golf clubs is pretty much the same uh, I just change my clubs every once a year when I start the season, I always, when I, when I finish playing in December, I do a, a fitting and then, and then yeah, I see what's good for me, all the shafts, all the clubs and, and yeah, that's, that's what I try to do. I mean, change one, uh, once a year and then obviously the wedges, I do change maybe every, every two months. I mean, once I see that I need some new ones, but usually I don't like to, to change much. I mean, I think, uh, I mean, once you, once you have what you like and you think it's it's good for you, I think it's just more practice and hard work. And Georgia, what yeah. about you? Um, yeah, I also don't like change at all. Um, and uh, yeah, my irons, I change once a year, um, but I've had the same ones for the last couple of years. Wedges, um, yeah, twice a year. As soon as I think they kind of I need new ones, I'll change them. And then um, my driver and putters, probably the clubs that I don't like to change at all, really, especially my putter. Um, I've got an um, old Rossi that I've used for probably like eight years. I'm not sure how old it is, but it's pretty old. But um, I absolutely love it. And uh, like Carlotta said, I think it's very important. Once you love something and feel very comfortable with it, then I think it's important not to change. Since you do have so much confidence in your clubs, um, this there's a guy named Zach who asked, during a typical tournament out of all the greens, out of 18 greens, how many times are you aiming for the center versus aiming for the pin? Um, I would assume since you guys, you know, feel like pretty in tune to your equipment, that number might surprise people. Georgia, you can yeah. start. Um, I think uh, it would all depend um, – where the pins are um, because probably last day they're more tucked and where you are in the tournament to whether you would go for a pin or not. But um, I would like to say I'm fairly aggressive. Um, if there is a pin that's tucked, um, say, uh, say I think more on the right-hand side for me, if the pin's tucked on the right-hand side, I'm more in middle of the green um, and I'll tap the left ones a little bit more. Um, it all depends how you shape the ball and 
and how you feel. Um, so I'd probably attack the pin, say, 12, 13 times um, and then aim kind of centre the green for the rest. Carlotta, what about you? What's your strategy usually? Yeah, so I mean, I think what Georgia said is pretty much what I would say. I mean, I think it depends where the pins are. It depends which club you have. It depends where are you on the tournament. If you are uh, leading the tournament or if you are in the whatever top 20, top 30. Um, I do think that I am quite aggressive. I mean, I love going for the pin. I just, I love that. But sometimes you have to be a little bit careful, especially playing the stage. You have to, some tough pins. You have some legs that you have to be... Um, careful but I mean if I have a wedge or less I usually go to the pin um, I play a little fade so I mean usually the pins that they are on the right it's a little easier for me the pins that the pins that they are on the left maybe I try to go more for the middle of the green but yeah I mean usually if I have a wedge or less I'll go right at the pin and then if I have a, a longer club I'll just aim a few more yards away from the pin so so I hit the green. Um, one kind of fun question that I ca that I have, Georgia. I know that your boyfriend caddies for you. Has there ever been anything, even something small, from your relationship that's ever carried onto the golf course? Uh, never, no, never. <laughs> believe it. No, never we're, um, one. No, uh, no. I'm on it. I'm being totally honest. Um, nothing. Uh, we are actually. Well, I'm very lucky. Um, we don't argue or bicker at all hardly at all I mean some, obviously sometimes um you know like when we're like not playing golf there might be like a little chat but no there's there's literally um <laughs> nothing we never argue on the course at all um I'm we kind of he kind of knows that I I I would make most of the decisions especially clubs because then if it's the wrong club I have no one to blame I don't want to blame him um it's all my decision so I think um, it's quite good that we have it that way. And um, no, I mean, he listens to me very well. So, <laughs> <laughs> What's it like for both of you, um, you know, like you're working in the same industry, Carlotta, you as well? Uh, sorry? So you guys work in the same, you're in the same industry, right? You're out on tour together. What's that like for you? Oh, with my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't think I would want him cutting for me because I know how I am and I love him too much and I think I would get angry <laughs> and it would be really tough. So, I think I, I, I just prefer him to, I mean, I he loves what he does and I think it works great for us because we can travel the world together and for now I think it, it works out pretty well. Um, but I do think that working for someone else, it's better for our relationship. He did carry for me a few times, and I mean, it's been pretty good, but it's been just like two, three times a year. I mean, he knows me very well, but um, I'm Spanish, uh, and, and I get angry, and, and in the golf course, it can be tough sometimes. I mean, I prefer to have someone else, and he can have his life on the golf course, and then we just do everything together outside the golf course. So I'm very happy this way. What do you guys like to do or what do you miss most about traveling when you're on tour? Georgia, you can start. Um, I, prob I miss seeing everyone um, because, you know, you're used to seeing everyone every week and you're kind of a little family. I'm, I'm used to going out 
to dinner with a, with a few players um, every week. So I, I do miss that kind of thing, um, that side of things. Um, I miss uh, probably seeing some, you know, some of the country's really nice golf courses um, and the weather is normally pretty good every time we play. Um, and I, I miss kind of being busy because I, I, I'm that type of person. I really like to be busy a lot and like to do this. Now I'm going to do that. So it's, it's kind of strange not um, having so much time. So I look forward to when we get going again and then, yeah, just be like weeks and weeks. Carlotta, what about you? Yeah, I mean, pretty much the same. Usually when we play in the States, I mean, I get some, we get some houses, some Airbnbs, and we do some nice dinners, some barbecues with other players, other caddies. So, I mean, I really miss that. And then, yeah, I mean, playing good golf courses. I've been on tour now for nine years, so I know uh, the places that I like, the golf courses. And, and yeah, you miss, you miss being busy, having that routine every day, waking up and going to practice, going to play and, and then traveling. I miss the routine. I mean, I'm trying to have a routine here, but obviously you have so much time and being at home is just not something that we are used to. So, yeah, I mean, having that routine and playing golf tournaments, I, I do miss a lot. Yeah, I, I totally get it. I've been working from home for five weeks and I kind of don't know what to do with myself sometimes. Um, one more thing before we let you guys go. We're doing, Odyssey's doing this like home course challenge and we're coming out with like a new putt to do every week. Can you guys give like a little tip or something that like an obstacle course that you can think of to set up at your home? Last week we did like putting under a table. Um, I think this week is down some sort of staircase, maybe if you have that or like down like up from high to low. Just something fun to do. Georgia, do you have anything in your house that you can think of? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I've got like, I don't know, you could put off a bean bag and see where that goes. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, to test your yeah. speed control down yeah. the beans. Yeah, I mean, if you're on a very, you know, a big ridge, uh, you can give that one a go, but. A good tip that I think um, for pace putting that you can do, even on carpets, fine. Um, when I struggle with pace putting, it's just like very simple. Just close your eyes and have three targets and um, call out where you think if it's gone short or long um, of the target every time. And it's really good just to judge your rhythm and your pace. So um, it's quite a simple one, but I think it works very well. Carlotta, what about you? Do you have anything fun that you uh, think of to do at home? Not much, really, because, I mean, we live in a, in a two-bedroom apartment, so it's not very big. Um, well, I you have, have your putting mat, right? Yeah, yeah, I do have the putting mat, and, yeah, I have, like, this little thing that, that you have to uh, hit the ball through those, like, these little tunnels. So I think, as Georgia said, closing your eyes is really good for your rhythm. I mean, you can feel more your putter. You can... You can, yeah, I think it's a good exercise to practice. Um, I mean, I think it's tough to practice golf at home. But, yeah, I mean, if you have a, yeah, a few balls and putters, you can just hit some putts. But, I mean, I don't really know what to say on this one. <laughs> you, both could, you both could have, like, putting competitions with your boyfriends. <laughs> oh, 
that doesn't turn out. I don't, he gets too competitive. He's super competitive then. He uses like five putters or this one's better. I'm like, no. <laughs> or you could just make it like totally different and just do some sort of putt in a TikTok video. Like I, I keep saying this because like secretly I really want TikToks of Georgia. I keep watching your TikTok videos. Confession time. I'll have to create but some more. I, but my um, my film you know my recorder gets a bit uh frustrated if it's over 20 minutes you know it's like can I go and play playstation now I'm like I've got to do this right (laughs) (laughs) what's the longest you've ever taken to make a tiktok um I don't the uh the tripping one I done um into the bucket when uh, when like the beat Mm -hmm. dropped uh that's probably actually no that was first go so that, that was yeah. Yeah, I was gonna nice. that, that's what it said. Yeah, before that I was um practicing other ones which I couldn't do. I was trying to land it on two roof tiles and then in the bucket. And then Harry was like, I think we should just chip it in the bucket. I was like, <laughs> 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 yeah, it's half an hour, I think. Oh, well if I get if I decide to get one, which I might if this quarantine goes on much longer, I'll let you, I'll let Bjorn let you know. And maybe we can come up with something fun. Um, Thank you guys for taking the time this morning um, to be with us. Hopefully we'll get together in person soon. I'm really glad that you're both doing well. Um, If you haven't listened to any of our other podcasts, you're more than welcome to. And anyone who's listening, if you haven't listened to any other Girls in Golf podcasts, we're on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. And I think I've said podcasts five million times now, so we're going to (laughs) go. We'll catch you next week with Madeline Sagstrom. Bye.